Traveler. Welcome back to Wayne's World. I am Division and I will be your guide through the jungles of my mind. We're going to swing from tree to tree and you're going to have fun while I do it. But today's podcast is entitled Eight Hours. And I came up with this podcast when I was scrolling through Facebook. Yes, I still have Facebook. But I like it. It's a good place to come up with subjects and commentary. It's a kind of amalgamation of so many online personalities. You actually have online personalities that are entering their grandparent stage. So it's fun to see. And because I look up all, any and all subjects, my algorithm is crazy. But uh, Floyd Mayweather popped up and he was discussing what makes people great. And I actually enjoyed it because he broke down your day. And he didn't didn't break down his day. Because you notice a lot of successful people tend to do that. They tell you about how they're successful, but the things they do are only attainable by other successful people. So you as a, a common person may not have the ability to duplicate whatever they're telling you they do every day. But in this particular one, Floyd actually broke it down very intently and uh, thoroughly. Where and, and so it applies to your and mine, every, both of our everyday lives. And he said, you sleep for eight hours, hopefully, but the majority of people probably sleep less than six, maybe five is the average, uh, purely from caffeine, uh, overdose, and of course your phone. Uh, doesn't allow you to really sleep or enter REM. But he gave you eight hours credit for sleeping and then gave you eight hours credit for working. Then he said, you have an additional eight hours. Now, if you've been at this podcast, I've always encouraged you to turn on your screen time. And it gives you an idea of your average per day how long you're looking at your phone. And I've always said that you have the ability to be as intelligent as you want because you have the world's knowledge at your fingertips. And it's for the most part free. But we tend to to engage in a superbly high amount of mind-numbing activities that do nothing but keep us busy. The elites, as you conspiracy theorists like to refer to, are dangling keys in front of all the babies that are addicted to the social media, addicted to the lifestyle, and and, uh, ignoring everyday world. And if you're not doing that, then you're either watching TV, or you're at the club, or you're drinking, or you're smoking. Uh, A lot of relaxation, but not a lot of improvement. So it really, I've mentioned this concept in prior podcasts in in regards to budgeting and maybe uh, trying to do the most at your job or uh, even just trying to do the most as a human being. But I want to talk about really 
how that eight hours can realistically be broken down in the average person's life. So I, I think it's kind of crude to say eight hours sleep because most of us don't get eight hours sleep, but let's stick to that concept. So we're going to keep the eight hour sleep here in that 24 hour, hour day equation we're going to build. So we start with 24, right? And so we're going to take away eight from 24. And then that leaves us with 16 hours of the 24-hour day. Now, I'm going to break down two myths concerning that 16 hours. One is that you have eight hours you're working. That's incorrect. Most places schedule you for a nine-hour day because the lunch that they're supposed to give you it's customary that it comes out of your time. And I always found this odd because, yes, you want to give me a lunch, but you want to extend my day to give it to me. Why not shorten my day? Let me decide whether I wanted a lunch. I would rather take that hour and use that as commute time. But maybe any senators or aspiring politicians can listen to that and pr probably put that in so a lot of us can use that as an option. So that's number one. So you have nine hours right there. But then, even though a lot of us do work from home due to COVID, as the world opens back up, opens back up, excuse the Freudian slip, more people will be entering the work world again. Uh, corporate real estate is going up. Leased places are starting to get leased. Call centers are opening. People are realizing that you have to start putting people back in locations to get productivity up and control costs. <clears throat> so on average, before COVID, you took about an hour to get to work, give or take 15 to 20 minutes and an hour to get back home. So we have a nine hour day and then we have, let's just be conservative and say an hour there and an hour home. So that's 11 hours of that 16 hours. Let's take that 11 hours away. <clears throat> so now we're working with five hours. Now, in this five hours, we're going to deduct an hour. And that hour is going to be for getting ready in the morning. Most of us need about an hour or so to get ready in the morning and maybe more. Uh, for some of our more high-maintenance males and females. But let's just say on average, an hour in the morning. Now we're down to four hours. And then when we get home, we're going to need <clears throat> roughly half an hour to an hour to unwind from the stress of the day, the stress of traffic and everything else that comes with adult life. All right? So we're down to about three. Are we out? Do we, are we, did we say three? We said five and then an hour in the morning. Four. Yeah, we're down to three. That's crazy. That's crazy. So, so now there's three hours of serviceable time during the day 
that you can focus on improving yourself. Now, this is not counting whether you're a parent or you're a volunteer, a location, or something. You have some type of duty outside of that. Maybe you have to prepare dinner. You have to help with homework. You have to assist someone with a bath, um, yard work, maintenance on your home, maintenance on your car. So let's take another hour, and that's conservative. So now we have two hours left. So <clears throat> two hours is a very tight time frame for a day. But it's not so tight that you couldn't do something with it. I've mentioned in the past there's Udemy classes. Look, Google that, that you can take. Very small fees, uh, very quick, and you can get a high amount of classes under your belt in a relatively short time and jobs will give you credit for this and that will lead to promotions but i want you to think about it on another side i think any improvement or or classes thereof uh in that regard should be done maybe on the weekends um, you've had a full night's sleep and now you can focus mentally and physically on those so this particular two hours that you have during the week, what I want you to consider doing is dedicating that to your physical and spiritual fitness. <clears throat> A lot of reasons we fail at improving ourselves or trying to burn the candle on both ends is because we're not physically or spiritually well enough to accomplish those goals under the amount of stress that we deal with from day to day. You're exhausted. You're exasperated. Just thinking about everything I laid out to you, how exhausting and how stressful is your day every day. And what's even worse, and what's more, is that you don't get credit for how exhausting your day is. Most of us have been taught just to complain to each other and not console each other. I'm going to say that one more time. We're taught to complain to each other and not console each other. Wow. Now, why that is so important is because two individuals that are highly stressed, and <clears throat> I don't know if you saw it, but let's put it in terms of a relationship. So, in this day and age, most of us are in relationships where both parties are working. So both parties are dealing with this stressful 11 plus hour day. And then you have to come home and deal with kids and all these other type of things. But you can't release to each other because you're both competing to see who had the worst day and who can be taken care of. Whereas it should be we had a terrible day. Let's hold each other, console each other, and heal each other. It sounds simple, but it's very difficult because it requires both of you to be vulnerable to the other. But we can get there. This is not the purpose of this podcast, but this podcast is about what you can do with that two hours. And that improvement that you want to do, that, that stress relief and, and that 
um, thing that you're looking for, the, the coping mechanism, is actually probably situated within some sort of physical and spiritual workouts. Now, the spiritual workout is on you. Um, I, I always recommend yoga, meditation. Those are things that uh, um, um, uh, I think help you be centered as a person. It allows you to meet yourself, get in touch with yourself, and figure out what's best for the being that is you, the collective inside of you, the mind, body, and spirit. So <clears throat> sensory deprivation, hot yoga, Kundalini meditation, anything that allows you to quiet your mind, I am a fan of. Because that spiritual being needs to be aligned. And however that ha needs to happen within you should be a priority daily to allow you not to enter sleep with the stress of the day. And all of this will help other things because once you learn how to cope, deal, and release that stress that you have, then you will be allowed to sleep for that full eight hours. And then you will have the benefit of REM sleep, a deep sleep, or as they used to say in Viking times, the sleep of the just. I don't want you doing that because that's a chemical sleep. That, by the way, is a, a sparkling water. But that's not that's not uh, to say there's anything wrong with a beer or two. I know we're all big people here. But but one thing will lead to the other, and then that other hour, I want you to do some physical activity. I don't want you to go out and be Mr. and Mrs. Universe unless you want to, because you can achieve anything your mind conceives. But what I want you to do is just some type of regular physical activity, whether it's 5,000, 10,000 steps, having a nice, brisk three-mile walk, walking just around the neighborhood, doing jumping jacks. Burpees, push-ups, sit-ups, running in place, squats, something for that hour, consistently for that hour. You don't have to go get a gym membership. You don't even have to get a exercise bike or a treadmill. This is all about mental and spiritual awakening. If your mind and your body and your soul are all connected, then you can realize your full potential. You can go through a whole work week. You can even work two jobs. And then when you get to those off days, you can spend those times taking classes, going through intern programs, learning trades, and you will be fully energized and laser focused on the goal at hand, and then you will see the improvements in your life come. 
You'll be more active at your job. You'll have the ability to focus on your task at hand, be more efficient, and all around a better functioning human being. Because your happiness, even for those two hours, those two precious hours, those out of the 22 are for you to focus on you. If you got to do it in a closet, if you got to do it in the backyard, if you're in an apartment and you just got to walk around circles of the, the borders of the apartment until you get the exercise you want, you can do it. And you'll focus on you. You'll get to know you and you will see what I see, which is a great person. But you'll give yourself permission to be that great person. You'll give yourself the permission to grow and know your purpose. It is glorious. And then something magical will happen. You'll then raise your position on the energy chart. Life is energy. We are energy, but our minds and our outlooks determine where we are in that energy chart. Most of us, just imagine from one to 10, one being, being low E, melancholy, Eeyore, and 10 being Thor. <laughs> Which one would you want to be? I want to be Thor. I don't want to be Eeyore. Oh, great. But most of us are one, two, or three. That's where we huddle around. But you follow these steps. I guarantee you, you will jump two steps immediately. And then you will rise to the position of Thor in your own lives. And you will be your own hero who saves themselves. Most of us try to save ourselves by saving others. Uh -uh. You have the tools. You just need the desire, the will, and the permission to put yourself first. You're no good to anybody else if helping others eats away at who you are. It's symbiosis, people. And you will jump up on that higher range. And once you reach a 10, guess what happens? Energy spiderwebs start reaching out all over the world, all through the cosmos and on every dimension. And you start to connect with other tens. The cords connect and their energy feeds your energy. And you create this barrier that keeps energy vampires away from you. The people who want to suck your joy, they can't stand to be around you. Your light will be too bright. You'll burn their eyes. And then you'll shed the chains of doubt, oppression, disrespect, hurt, pain. You'll shed them and they'll fall into the abyss and you will rise into the pool of energy and your position that was always waiting for you to give yourself permission to take it. Thanks for joining me again, and I will see you next week. Be great, and remember, nobody can do it for you.
unless you do it for yourself. Yeah, Bobby. Good night.